Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty of Bits of Burnout Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. And today we have an interview for any pet photographer who was left hanging a few episodes ago with our episode with Bud. So our guest today knows how to launch a business. She was published in NH Magazine with in the first four months of starting up and has an average sale of about $4,000. She runs a low-volume, high-customer care studio and is the other half of the team behind Kimberly Sarah Photography. It is the wonderful Kimberly Bacheri. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Thank Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lady. <laughs> I hope I live up to that expectation of <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having for having me and Bud is also here if we need him to pop in on anything. <laughs> now, Bud gave us a bit of a rundown um, a few episodes ago about, um, you know, his kind of story into where you guys are at now, but we'd love to hear um, where you started and how you got to Kimberly Sarah Photography. Sure, absolutely. I um I had a camera in my hand since I was a very young girl, and I guess things life I say life got in the way, and I've went years without actually picking up a camera. And it was probably about twelve years ago, um, after you know the digital the the film went out of practice and the digital came in. So I got my first digital camera about twelve years ago. And, but in the meantime, I was still working. It was just for fun. Um, I do, you know, and always had a passion for animals and caring for them and always had a dog or two or cats or something, you know? Um, and so I, again, life kind of continued. I had different jobs. The last job that I had, I was an executive assistant to the president um, of a large hospital just north of Boston. And I was with that company for 15 years. And then I got laid off. And I said, okay, now what do I do? I don't want to go back to the cubicle job. I don't want to go back to corporate America, as we call it here. And I said, so so what do we do? So um, I had known Bud for quite some time at that point, and he um, was my mentor. And he taught me everything really that I needed to know about digital photography and lighting. And we together decided, I'm going to make a go of it. I mean, we're definitely going to try to get this quote unquote pet photography thing going. <laughs> and so and so it, I, we haven't looked back. You know, it's scary. It certainly is. It's scary to walk away from a paycheck that we can count on every week and walk away from health insurance and everything else that comes financially and emotionally with a stable job to go into something not knowing how it's going to end. Um, but we were really excited to do it. And we know that we had something um, because we wanted to do it in an interesting way and, and serve serve our clients. And somehow also fell in love along the way. Buzz your fiancé now, right? I love that. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so Bud and I met 10 years ago um, and we got engaged two years ago. 
And so, yeah, so there we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kim. So you made it sound pretty easy from (laughs) losing your job to suddenly having a business, but I'm sure was not the case, especially going from, you know, losing your job to having a business and then featuring in a magazine within four months. So tell us um, when you first decided it was you guys can make a studio work, uh, what was the first thing that you implemented? The first thing we decided on was to have a low volume business. And so right from the get go, that was the way we wanted it to work. And, you know, I gave myself probably a year's time um, to say to myself, this is either going to work or it isn't. And I'd have to know to jump when to jump ship and go back to the corporate world. Um, But if what we had planned, which was the low volume, wasn't going to work, I would need I would know that sooner rather than later. Um, And it just so happened that it was working for us. Now, I think getting the cover and um, an article in New Hampshire magazine was really made. I'm going to say luck more than anything, because there was certainly a lot of photographers. I know I shared the cover off and on with um, Kaylee Greer of Dog Breath Photography. She's also had the cover of New Hampshire magazine. So, you know, there's plenty for people to choose from out there. So I, I, there was something about the one image that he saw on my website that he, that he fell in love with. This was the art director um, and contacted me. And it was just, it was very exciting, very exciting. But you obviously took advantage of that um, contact, Kim. Yes, absolutely. We did. Absolutely. Um, And things kind of grew from there. I started working um, with other companies in New Hampshire, especially shelters and rescues, um, veterinarian offices, uh, daycare. So, you know, it was something that helped me um, break the ice, if you would say that, you know, if I were to mention that I was on New Hampshire magazine, then it seemed like it gave me a little more credibility. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when you say that uh, you took, you know, this, um, this magazine, you used it really to establish relationships with other businesses. What is it that you were approaching these businesses about? I was approaching them about um, providing them wall art for their businesses. Perfect. And yeah. And so the way that that came about was really to, to build a relationship first um, and, you know, tell them who I was and let them know who I was. And, you know, if there was any mutual contacts, maybe have that person, you know, introduce the two of us. Um, I didn't want to do cold calls. They're very, very difficult. And as being a business owner and Bud was a business owner, um, you know, someone just coming into your business probably isn't the right way to do it. So Mm -hmm. I relied on my very small network because I had just moved to the state of New Hampshire at the same time that I started the business. So it was very crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. So I didn't know a lot of people, didn't have a lot of contacts. So that was that was difficult unto itself. Um, But so my approach was to get them wall art and whether that be the owner and his own animals or her own animals um, or some, a favorite, you know, customer. We work with a very special boutique, um, holistic boutique that sells uh, food for dogs and horses. So it was each 
I guess each relationship was pretty individual as to the needs of what they needed or wanted or things that we could do together. Yeah. So how was it that you were approaching them then if you didn't know, if you didn't have a, a mutual contact? Um, again, it was back to building a relationship and also letting them know how I would treat their customers. Um, so again, we have a very high service business and I wanted them to know that if they were to talk about me or refer me, that their customers would be treated quite well. And I, you know, and it would reflect back on them. So having me as a partner, I would hope <laughs> that people would, would, it would benefit the business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you walking, were you walking into their physical stores though yeah. and then with this pitch or? Um, I was doing both. So I would send an email and try to talk and schedule a time with the owner. Mm-hmm. And that worked most of the time. There were some other places where I put together um, a information about our services and what we do and how to contact us, a a beautifully written letter to the owner. Um, I did my research on each business that I was sending this packet to or dropping this packet off in person um, and hopes that they would call me or email me. And I would always follow up with a phone call. And more times than not, I was invited back in to sit and talk with the owner. Okay, so was there an initial offer for the partner business, like for the wall art, for example? An, an offer as far, I'm sorry, meaning? Well, I mean, what were they getting out of it? I mean, we know that yeah. they're going to get the, you know, the benefits as well, but how did, what was it that you were saying to them? Sure. So what I was saying to them was that they could um, put the wall up, up that we created for them. They were invited into the studio to go through the whole um, experience of what we offer. And so, so you they were could bring them a shoot for free. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Um, and because I wanted them to see the full experience, so then they mm-hmm. could talk about it with a genuine, um, in a genuine way to their clients. Perfect. And I wa- again wanted them to know that their clients would be treated the same way. Um, so, they, so again, they have the wall art um, at their, you know, to to put up, and they leave it up. It, I still own it because they did not pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had two different two different ways of doing this. They could pay for the wall art um, by people they send my way um, and, you know, like worth so many credits or dollars. um, Basically commission. Yes. Commission credit. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. That's a much better way of putting it than I was trying to explain. (laughs) The other thing too is um, they were willing to allow me to gather emails Um, Mm -hmm. and email some of their folks as long as it wasn't spam. And I, of course, I, I don't have time to spam people. So, (laughs) so it was, it was specials, um, that we would do, especially around Thanksgiving time. I would get some of their top clients. So let's say it's a doggy daycare. And if they had a person who brought their dog and on a regular basis and, went through their grooming program and, you know, upgraded. So was a good paying customer. 
they would give me their name and address and I would send a thank you to that customer on behalf of their business. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right. So again, and that was offering their customer a session and a fine art eight by 10 print um, and they would get the full, you know, the full service and in hopes that I could, I hate the term, but upsell or, or mm-hmm. lean them towards something else. And, and nine times out of 10, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so the, your business partner, your business owner partners, mm-hmm. they've gone through this whole high-end luxury service that client experience that you've had. They can therefore honestly, genuinely rave about it rather than just being like, well, I'm going to get a little bit of a discount or exactly. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Um, exactly. so that makes perfect sense. I do want to dive deeper into your high-end client experience. We, we'll dive really deep into it in the second half of the members. But do you want to give us like a little rundown of what that looks like from start to finish with Kimberly Sarah Photography? I'd love to. So we have a we have four separate sections, um, the design consultation, the portrait session, the ordering session, and then the installation or, or pickup, you know, depending on the size of the order. So the design mm-hmm. consultation, um, people contact me a bunch of different ways. As we know, <laughs> there's email, <laughs> there's Facebook, there's a, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know, carrier Instagram pigeon, like, yeah <laughs> so a ton of ways so one way have gone Instagram before carrier pigeon but they like where your mind went <laughs> so it's so hard to keep track of but anyways yeah. so we would get on the phone um and I would talk to people and try to get an understanding if we're the right fit um and then I would invite them in for a design consultation and they come in and the table is set beautifully. I think we have a beautiful um, client lounge. So, and they're able to see the wall art um, quite large on our walls and it's lit very well. So they sit down and we offer coffee and there's usually something sweet to eat, some cookies or some homemade breads or something. Um, And that meeting lasts about an hour. We do ask for them to bring the dog as well. So they get to meet us and we get to meet the dog. Um, And of course, the dog is treated just as well. There's already a bowl of water for the dog. And, you know, we ask the right questions about the dog's personality. Are there any allergies? It kind of, it's, it's a good hour of fact finding is what we call it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can then create the image that they've had in their head, you know, or at least if they don't know what that image looks like, if we can find out what their connection is to the dog and how they see the dog, what the dog's personality is, then we can bring that um, to life in an image. Right. So at this stage, have Mm -hmm. they've, book and paid for their session. This isn't like a um, them working out whether or not they want to work with you. This they, is they're already in the system. Yes, they've already decided they've they've paid their session fee exactly. Um, we haven't talked exact prices at this point. If mm-hmm. if the usually the question right that we get and I'm sure you know it's the same thing. 
how much is the session or how much is this going to cost? Or can you tell me the price of? And that's usually right. the first the first contact we have with clients. Um, I will give them a ballpark number. I don't have numbers on my website. I do have a ballpark, um, but I don't have a price sheet on my website for people to kind of go over. I, I do feel shop, that. Shop, yeah. yeah. So people are price shopping. I certainly understand that. And not everybody's for me. I'm not for everybody. Um, and it's okay. You know, it's okay. If some people don't want to call because they're afraid of the numbers that they see, then that's fine. Um, I'm willing to work with people who at least are curious, right? So I think mm-hmm. that I'm not a great salesperson, but I think there's always room to educate somebody on what it is we do and the time that we put into them. And mm-hmm. some people do see the value in that. So so yeah. out of interest, what is that ballpark figure that you've got on the website? Um, so our ballpark figure is people spend between 1000 and 2500 is what we say. Mm-hmm. And I say that not so we don't scare people away. <laughs> yes, exactly. In, we in know the, realistically your average is 4000 but you have to – you it, have to – have a starting point yeah, that it, they know they can walk away with something that they love. Exactly. They might end up spending more, exactly. but they'll be happy around there. They're not yes. going to walk away with something for 200 bucks, basically. Right. right. Our, uh, yeah. Gotcha. And our average is a fi- about 5,000. It's 5,000. Mm-hmm. So it's it's up a little bit more than, than the 4,000. Um, and of course, you know, when we say average, that doesn't mean every other person is spending $5,000, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's two things that I guess you have to consider and also having a business is the average um, per sale is year round, right? So we, so we take each sale and we average it out to the amount of clients that we've had. And on average, that's $5,000 per client. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and of course there's different times of year where we're busier than other times of year. You know, we are, we are running ragged in the fall and in the spring, but in the summer and winter, it slows down and we're wondering if we, you know, sometimes we're asking if we make the right decision. Yeah. 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 So how many shoots are you aiming to do across the year then, Kim? Um, again, on average it's about two to four a week. And mm-hmm. but sometimes it's more than that, and and then there's weeks where we don't have anybody, quite honestly. So, so like 150 shoots a year or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's you know it's again it depends. You know, you could ask me. I don't know in the beginning of January how well it's going, and it's a different story. But <laughs> yeah. you know, so far our autumn has been quite quite good. <laughs> Great. All right, so let's dive back into the design consultation. Sure. So you you're basically trying to get a feel for your client, their personality, the dog's personality, so you can create something as custom and as unique as possible, which completely um, mirrors the sort of brand experience that you're trying to put out there. I, I think I saw a few weeks ago or something you'd created an image um, and the dog's mum like collected rare sneakers so there's yes. like the dog with all the sneakers around so is that the kind of thing that you're talking about it is exactly love that's that. exactly and we love when the pet parents want to kind of get involved and it make it really gets them excited it really does that it that you know their interests are interesting to someone else you know <laughs> 
So they'd love absolutely. Seeing, yeah, and they'd love seeing their their pup with some of the things that they love, you know, not not as equal. They don't love as much as the dog, but you know, together. <laughs> they like to ha- to have a hand in the creativity. Um and some people don't. Some people walk in and say, "Well, you're the artist. You just do your thing." And you know, so we go, "Oh boy." Right. <laughs> so funny after- after the design consultation, mm-hmm. what happens next? So um, at that time, we are scheduling them for their portrait session. And we are studio photographers uh, 95% of the time. So it's in the studio. We are setting up ahead of time. We are doing the same kind of thing, making sure there's a bowl of water for the dogs. Um, the studio is clean, that there's no smells. Uh, you know, we, we really try to have a great experience all the way around. And that includes the minor things too. Things are kind of neat looking and I don't want the pet parent coming in with their dog and the pet parent feeling like the dog's going to get hurt or step on something mm-hmm. or swallow something or, you know, so we do try to make it um, as visually pleasing as possible, but it's a big space. Um, and I guess at the same time, we don't want it to make it look too pristine that the dog shouldn't be there. So it's kind of a fine line. <laughs> Between, right. Because yeah. you've got some clients that are going, oh, my goodness, I'm going to wreck your beautiful right. studio space because right. my dog's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, they're getting nervous. The, yeah. Professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And then the sessions are absolutely they're, they're just a ton of fun. Um, and we tell them not we tell them to book out two hours for their session. And the reason why we do that is because some dogs take a lot long, longer to warm up, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and may not be so sure of what's going on. Others, we can jump right into it and it's not a problem. But there are dogs that can get nervous, especially around the lights. Um, mm-hmm. And if we have to take a break in between and let the dog readjust their brain as to what's going on. The studio was large enough to throw a ball back and forth and just kind of get the dog in a new mindset and have them, you know, have them start over. And so we don't book sessions back to back for that reason, because we might run a little bit longer. Dogs, I find, don't last more than an hour if you're continually working. Um, Mm -hmm. So really, it ends up being about an hour, an hour and a half. uh, But again, depending on how well the dog is doing. And presumably, you um, communicate all of that to the client. And again, that's just one more step that's sort of showing them that it's a very client-centric experience. You're not, you know, you don't have three other clients who are waiting outside the studio, they're not going to be rushed. It's all focused on the dog. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Do you have any other little bits um, as part of the shooting experience that is kind of that luxury high-end approach that you're doing? Um, You know, I I guess, no, maybe it's in the – the language that we use too, Bud mm-hmm. and I, back and forth. Um, if the dog has an accident, it's nothing. I mean, we totally brush it off. It's you know, yeah. it's I don't. We don't want anything negative coming from that experience. Um, you know, they they don't see the images in the back of the camera. Um, yeah, I think we they just try to you to say, Kim. They do not see the images. Okay. On the camera. Do you want to talk um, about that just briefly? 
Because I think you're sure. the yeah. I mean, we've heard the opposite of that, so this is exciting actually to hear the the contrast. Um, both well, Katie, I assume you still do, but I definitely show the back of the camera one or two just to get the client excited mm-hmm. and um, to reassure them that yeah, don't worry, your dog is doing awesome. So I'm excited to hear the opposite um, opinion to that and how it works so well for you, Kim. Yeah, just you know, it's, it it kind of I think it builds excitement to the ordering session. Mm-hmm. And so I want them to be in a mind space in the ordering session that they're seeing this for the first time. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a grand reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it kind of builds excitement because back and forth, I'm emailing them after the session, you know, telling them that we are tirelessly working on their images. And oh my gosh, your dog is just one of the cutest I've ever seen. And you've got to see these and I can't wait till you see them. So it really yeah, does... Yeah, it builds up the excitement for when they come in. They are so eager. to. They don't want any small talk. They just want to see the images. <laughs> We're really keen to um, actually go into detail a lot about the ordering appointment side of it. Sure. But before we do that, we might actually just interrupt momentarily to ask you a question from one of the members. So we have um, Jennifer McCollum at Pordacious Portraits and she wanted to know a little bit more about your um, high-end experience and how that relates to your branding. So Jennifer said, I'll read out her whole question. Kimberly is awesome. Looking forward to the interview. I do have a question since I know that her business model is high end experience and products. My question is if Kimberly includes her logo slash watermark on her customer artwork, or does she sign each image somewhere? Thanks from Jennifer. So I, um, the only time I include my watermark is when I, um, sell a piece of artwork and I will give them a complimentary watermarked sharing size file for Facebook because mm-hmm. I know everybody wants it on social media. I don't sell digitals, um, but on the artwork itself, no, I don't put my logo. What we do is on the back of the wall art, we put a authentication sticker, I guess you could say. And that is the file, the file number, um, my signature, and a little bit of information about how to contact us. And that's because we guarantee every piece of artwork that we sell. Mm -hmm. And if anything ever happens to that, they can call me and they have the file number um, and we can always reorder for them. No questions asked. Which also gives them that peace of mind that they don't need the high-res digital files because their artwork's guaranteed. Exactly. Beautiful. Yes. Well, I think that leads us perfectly into part two. So we'll wrap up part one of this interview. That was Kimberly Sarah Bateri of Kimberly Sarah Photography talking all about her high-end experience and her low-volume business model. We are going to continue for part two of the conversation. Kirsty and I are really keen to hear more about how the 
ordering appointment goes with her clients and also really interested to hear about your installation slash delivering of the artwork. I totally understand that that lends itself to the whole very luxurious um, business model, but I'd love to know how you guys have the time and how you're managing all that. So yeah, we have lots to continue talking about. So um, if you are a member, you can jump over to the members area in the website to listen to part two of this. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for chatting to us. We will have all the links to um, Kim's website and business down in the show notes. And don't forget, you can also listen to the other half of Kimberly Sarah Photography, Bud Thorpe's interview that went live two weeks ago. Um, So there's the show notes for that. That's season five, episode seven, I believe. Thanks for chatting to us, Kimberly. Thank um, you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.